Good morning. Court Radio is now in session. Call 215-227-2727. When you've got legal questions, we've got the answers. This is Court Radio. And now here's your host, Dean Weitzman. Good morning and welcome back. I'm Dean Weitzman, your host at Court Radio every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m., the place you come to get a little legal education and perhaps some entertainment. I am joined by the usual crowd. I have Manny Manuel Glenn. Good morning, Dean. Good morning, Manuel. Tickling the keys as usual is Eric Tactics Jackson. Good morning, peoples. Good morning. And we're all whipped in place by the one and only Sarah O. Welcome back, friends. We're here. It's Saturday. If you've got a legal issue that you need to discuss, the place to call is 215-227-2727. The number for my Philly lawyer all week long. But on Saturday mornings, it belongs to court radio. Yes. Uh, We are joined in the studio by a very special guest. I am joined with a new client and soon-to-be friend, Lisa Terry. Welcome to Court Radio, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me. We are excited. Um, You're here to discuss and share a very personal story, um, and we're going to get to that in a minute. Folks, if you've been listening to the show over the last few weeks, you know that my Philly lawyer is pursuing campaign against the manufacturer's of hair relaxer. These are major corporations, Clairol, Revlon, L'Oreal, and we want you to be a part of that campaign if you're listening. This is going to be a very interesting hour. Please sit back and relax. And again, if you want to call or comment, um, we welcome you, 215-227-2727. Lisa. Um, where where are you from? I'm originally from Cheltenham, Pennsylvania. And um, you've lived in Cheltenham your whole life? Well, I, I went to college in Florida, so yes. Yeah, we were just born. talking about Florida. <laughs> Florida. Where'd you go? Stetson University. Stetson, okay. Um, what do you do for a living? I actually work for a very large cable company in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, good old Comcast. There you go. <laughs> mm. You get to go into that Comcast building every... I used to. They uh, sent us home. And you've never been back? Nope. You miss the place? I do. I love being downtown. I do. But I I, I do love the comfort of the home. Yeah, me and Lisa (laughs) have that in common with with the Comcast. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, Lisa, you you were listening to a show, um, and you heard that we were pursuing this very major campaign. Um, What was your first thought? You know, it was so funny. It's just sometimes things just align because I was having a conversation with one of my friends and um, we were talking about, you know, it's it's so odd because when I went to, before I went to get my surgery, I noticed that there was a plethora of women getting the same type of procedure that I was getting that were African-American. And I asked my friend, like, why do you think so many black women are diagnosed with fibroids? And this is a conversation before I even heard one of your shows. And I just thought it was so weird. And then all of a sudden this comes on. And everything that you guys were describing is everything that I went through. I want to explain for those who may not have heard it before what's going on. Hair relaxer products made by these major manufacturers changes the hormonal system of the woman. You wouldn't think it. It's on your head. It's exterior. It's on your hair. It's on your scalp. But through micro little abrasions in your head it gets into your blood system and changes your hormonal system making you opening you up to the possibility that it will cause and make it more likely that you will get cancer we're talking about uterine cancer endometrial cancer gynecological cancers that are caused to occur because your hormones are altered by this product These companies knew or should have known the consequences of the products they were selling. They were making millions and millions, perhaps billions of dollars 
on the backs of African-American women with these products. For decades. And they said nothing and did nothing. And now this is the time of reckoning. If you know someone, if your mother, your daughter, your wife has used these products and she suffers with these cancers or she suffers with fibroids leading to hysterectomy, I implore you to give us a call immediately, 215-227-2727. Join the campaign to bring these companies to bear responsibility for what they've done. That's as simple as it is. And, you know, sometimes, folks, you hear me talk about statutes of limitations, and you might think, well, this, my people suffered with this years Mm -hmm. ago. That doesn't matter. When you've learned that this product, for the first time, by listening to this show, was connected to that disease, the statute of limitations is frozen until that happens. And so forget about statutes of limitation. If your people suffered with these diseases, you need to give us a call. What's their number? (laughs) (laughs) 215-227-2727. How old were you, Lisa, when you started to use hair relaxers? Nine or ten years old. Why? Let me ask you, why why did a nine-year-old say to mom, or was it mom saying to you, hey, I want to try these hair relaxers? Well, my mom was a a working woman, so I was an active child, basketball, swimming, everything. So when you have natural hair, it was easier to get the relaxer than spend Sunday night trying to hot comb your hair at night to make it more malleable or to make it more easy to work with for the school. And that's what it was. It was just a presentation kind of thing. And that's something that, you know, we were grown or almost like groomed to see like, hey, it's more attractive to have a pressed look or it's more neat to have it straighten your hair. So, you know, when you're working constantly and as soon as you press your hair and you sweat it out, you got to wash and press it again. It was just easier to put the chemical in your hair. How long did the the hair stay in that condition before you needed to reapply, touch up. Touch up for four to six weeks. (laughs) And when you're sweating it out, it can be even quicker. And my hair grows. It was, it's, it's like I said, believe it or not, two years ago, I was bald headed. And um, every four to six weeks, I would say, I would be in a salon. And for how many years did you use it? I want to say... Probably till the end of my college year, which was probably 21, 22 years old. So probably from 10, 10 years. So for 10 years, you're using it at least <clears throat> at least every four to six weeks. Yes. The package was always say six to eight. Right. Yeah. yeah. How, did, different per person. how did you decide which product to use? And, and let me ask you, do you know what product you use? Now, uh, the product that I used was press and comb in a jar. Um, that was a common product that was that worked you know that my hair salons used as well as the one that we purchased and did did you use it at a salon and at home yes mm-hmm. sometimes my sister would probably put it in but she didn't do it as she was more the braider which was when she kind of left because she remained her 12 years apart when she left the home my mom felt the need to merrily you know make it more easy for her because you know she was working and i was playing sports it was just no time to sit there and trying to get evening hair done at night. Are you married? Do you have a family? No. Have you had children? No. Why? Well, biggest reason is the health reason. Um, <clears throat> throughout my 30s, I had very heavy, heavy periods, and it's not an attractive thing as a woman. My confidence was shot. Um, it's, it was uncomfortable because I was constantly um, bleeding to the point I was diagnosed anemic. And biggest reasons was because I was carrying a large fibroid. How large was your fibroid? I would say probably like maybe like a um, almost like a small apple. What you would say, yeah. And she was shocked, like I can't believe you can't feel this. Like when she. When was that? When did you discover that? Well, the the, the large one was discovered recently when I got diagnosed with cancer. Um, I was in forty one, forty one years old. It was too large for me because I went in to see if it was still possible for me to have children. 
And, you know, they did the regular exams, and that's when they discovered it. And then she wanted to do another exam because it was um, showing symptoms of something else. As a child growing up, did you, was it your dream and your ambition to have a family and have children as a child probably not but when you get older and you know you worked and you want to share your life with somebody these are some of the things you start to think about I wanted to have a career um, so I spent most of my time in my early 20s working because I, I was in Florida at this time too, um, working try to establish you know going to school and then when you get a little bit older, like when you're thinking about 3031, you know, maybe I'll meet somebody. But it was just a little bit difficult and a little bit embarrassing going on dates and feeling like, you know, am I going to be embarrassing myself? Am I going to bleed through my pad? That kind of thing made mm. it very difficult. When you put the pieces together and realized that you were deprived of the ability to have a child and you suffered with this these symptoms all these years because of this how did you feel well at first um i was disappointing in myself because i didn't know the truth i was um i was feeling like maybe i should have taken more time for myself maybe i should have you know gotten the surgery but a lot of them said there's no guaranteed even if i got it removed that the scar tissue wouldn't have caused an issue um i felt like it was something that I did. It was something that, that, was, that yeah. must have been a lot of guilt you put upon yourself for oh, yeah. a long time. Oh, yeah. And, you know, my mom was like, you know, you can't wait forever. You know, you can't wait forever. And I was like, you know what? Maybe if it happens, it happens. But, you know, it's not the end of the world. So when I when I thought I found somebody and we were looking into this, that's when it started to hurt a little bit when there was like, no, you're not going to be able to. It didn't end with the fibroids, though. No. When were you diagnosed? When I was 41. Where were you? Um, I was, well, I had a procedure done where they wanted to scrape my um, eutermetral lining because there was a, um, it was a, a, an unusual amount of tissue developing during my cycles. And when she did the lining, she noticed that there was way too much tissue coming out. And she's like, I have to get this tested. And she said, I will let you know within a week. And I was at my mom's house. She called me. She's like, it's what I thought. You have cancer. And what? it's aggressive. <laughs> and it was aggressive. What is, <clears throat> what is that moment like? Um, well. You're, I imagine you're thinking about the end of your life at mm -hmm. 41. Well, she did a really good job explaining, like, look, my opinion in this matter is before you think about you know the next step like radiation or you know anything like that this is what needs to be done you need to get a hysterectomy there's no if ands or but about it i'm going to recommend this to you know i'm going to rec recommend a doctor and she sent me over to that surgeon and they both concurred like look we don't want this to penetrate your uterine wall so that way, if it does, it can spread out throughout your body. So it's like it was like an if or and kind of purposes. It's like either I live and not have children or I risk, you know, dying. So I chose life. It was just no other way to put it. I remember um, going to a dermatologist and having uh, a spot removed. Mm -hmm. And then he called me a week later and he said, <clears throat> Dean, uh, the cells don't look good. I need to take more. And then they went and they took more. From that time until I discovered that um, it wasn't cancer, I, I was, I was like out of my mind. The anxiety. You know, I, yeah. I, I was, I had called, I had to go home and I told my wife um, and she cried and, um, you know, I'm, I've got young children. I'm like, what am I going to do? There was just so much going on. Share with us what was going on before you realized, okay, we got on top of this, okay, thank God. Mm -hmm. But there's a moment when you're thinking the worst. Yeah, I mean, believe it or not, I took a leave of absence from my job before I even found out I had cancer. I knew there was something wrong with my body. I took a leave of absence. I'm not going to stress myself by being at work. 
I'm not going to live my life, you know, wondering what if, and if I need to make precautions, I took that time. I took a leave of absence in my um, job in July, um, sorry, not July, in April. And um, throughout that entire time, you know, before I even spoke to the gynecologist, before I even got those words, when she took those tissues and said, we have to look to see if this is cancer, absolutely, I was thinking about what is next. How am I going to get through this? How am I going to tell my family? Yeah, that was uh, uh, the the telling of your family, those who love you. Um, that's a really difficult thing, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. How did they react? Believe it or not, I kept a lot of it from them. I actually suffered in silence because it was a little bit of a shame. Um, my sister was diagnosed with breast cancer. Then my mom had bladder cancer before me. I didn't feel like adding this stress on those two women that are so important to me would be... Um, something I wanted to share. But eventually, um, I did come clean to my mom. I told her what was going on with my life, why I was distancing myself from them. And she's like, why didn't you say something? And I think that's something I, if I could do all over again, I would want her to know so that way I wouldn't have to suffer in silence. Are you the youngest? Daughter, yes, but not the youngest child. The youngest daughter. <laughs> So you're you're like the you you make everything right for everybody else. The middle, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so you needed to make it right for them by bearing this burden mm-hmm. on your own shoulders. Right. That had to be a lot of stress for you at that time. Yeah, because my mom still wanted grandchildren. She you knows she my sister has grandchildren, but it's just me and my brother. And neither one of us has grandkids. And, you know, I was thinking, like, you know what, maybe this is a good time. I'm in a good financial situation. And, you know, I think I have a decent partner. At that time, it was something that I was hoping for. And then just like that, when you're starting to planning on trying to get pregnant, it's something that's just like, you know what, I got a plan to make sure I live. If you had known the consequences of using this product, what would have been different for you? I would have never used it. As you can see, I'm natural now, and I love it. I would have just had to take, you know, I would rather deal with the bullying of my hair not being straight than dealing with the option of not having a choice in my childbearing, you know, my child choice or having children. Mm. I would have definitely never put this product in here and I know my mom would have never allowed this to happen she's you know she's one of those people she's really big on like you know um just making sure that you use the right products you know this woman shops at Whole Foods all the time like she spends like a fortune you know organic (laughs) you know she would have never if we would have had that choice like look this is not a good product this could lead to x y and z just like cigarettes they would have I would have never even tried it or continued to use it That's why, folks, we are pursuing a campaign against these companies. They made a huge profit at the expense of people's health. They deprived people of the right to choose their own path in this regard. Um, They knew or should have known the consequences of this product, and despite that, They just kept pushing it and pushing it and pushing it, advertising, luring people in. Um, It's it's despicable. And the only way companies change their behavior is to bring them to the bar of a court and make them pay for it. Anything short of that, it's an economic decision for them. You know, years ago, Ford Motor Company could have placed a five-cent gasket onto the Pinto's gas tank. But the cost of a five-cent gasket multiplied over millions of cars. They made a decision that it was okay for a few cars to explode and for folks to literally die in flames because It was just economically uh, better for them until they were brought to court and were hit with punitive damages that made them change their way. It's as simple as that. You have to bring these claims if we're ever going to have accountability with corporate entities. Uh, I I applaud you. Was it was it a difficult decision to call my office? Not at all. 
because it's it's something that needs to be discussed. It's something that needs to be brought into attention because there's people till this day that still use that chemical. You know, sitting in that salon chair, getting sores in your head. You know, my mom talked about her first experience, like the woman skinned her scalp, like it was like almost glued, almost like a helmet to her head. Scalp burns. It, yeah, it's yeah. horrible. It's a, it's not a good product, and it's not something that is required or needed of us. It's just more of a cosmetic thing mm-hmm. than it is of, of a necessity. What was your treatment like? So you, you, you had surgery to remove the fibroid. Um, what else had happened because of the cancer? I, I mean, the fibroid wasn't even removed. It was discussed once I had the uterine scrape. I had to get a hysterectomy. They had to completely remove my ovaries and my uterus. There was nothing. And she's like, because of my age, I can't leave those hormones behind. Otherwise, you have a higher chance of getting cancer again. Was there any, did you have to have any um, radiation or chemo or any of those other horrible treatments for the cancer? I did have to get spot radiation because it was contained in the uterus. That was the good news. It was contained in the uterus. Through removing the uterus, this is just lowering my chance like to 0.3% of it reoccurring versus 0.8. But it was because it was contained in the uterus. They did give me spot treatment. I did volunteer for that. And um, now I'm in full-blown menopause at 43. That's the other treatment I have to go through. The consequences of this chemical are causing you at 43 to go through menopause. Mm -hmm, Full-blown. Can't have any hormones to help with the symptoms because of the cancer diagnosis. So this is just, I mean, it it hasn't ended for you yet. Mm No. You know what's interesting, Dean? Her story isn't uncommon. Mm -mm. That's the real sad, despicable thing about this. There are people listening, there are women listening right now going, oh, my God, I've experienced the same thing. They have. I know they have. And you and I, you grew up in a salon. I was a hairstylist in salons. We've heard the stories. I've known plenty of women over the years that have told me these stories. First, Lisa, it is so brave of you to sit here and tell us this and share this. Absolutely. And, and the psychological component of this is something that folks don't even think about. This is a lot to have on your shoulders for life. And there are women listening right now who are dealing with the same thing. And thanks to you, they're probably going to call. I and, hope so. In the last five weeks since we've begun this campaign, we have received calls from over 300 women Wow! just in the Philadelphia area who wow. have suffered with the same symptoms, the same conditions that Lisa has. I'm sure. I mean, the first time it was like maybe <clears throat> 40 calls, and now it's going to 300. Yes. And this is just Philadelphia. This is nationwide, correct? It is. All right. It is. But that's why, folks... Um, you'll want to give us, my Philly lawyer, a call because you don't want to get into the hands of of uh, law firms that are not here locally, that are these large aggregators of these types of cases where you'll just be a number. You need to give us a call, uh, 215-227-2727. If you're suffering or have suffered with any of the gynecological cancers, endometrial, uterine, cervical, cervix cancer, these cancers were caused, if you used hair relaxer, you're twice as likely to get these cancers because of the hair relaxer than if you had not used them. If you've had fibroids, which resulted in a hysterectomy, you need to give us a call because more likely than not, your condition was caused by the product you used. Um, I can't emphasize it enough. 215-227-2727. We're joined in the studio with Lisa Terry, <clears throat> who heard about this on court radio, decided to call us, and has joined the campaign with many other women in the Delaware Valley who are also suffering like her. <clears throat> we have... Uh, a caller, Janet, online to Eric from Germantown. Janet, welcome to Court Radio. Good morning. Good morning. Um, Dean, I listen often, and I've called in before, but today I'm asking a question. I um, myself used hair relaxers for four decades, 
and I am now 66 years young, and I had a um, I had a mass of fibroids removed from my body, and you keep saying hysterectomy. Every woman that has fibroids doesn't have to have a hysterectomy. You can remove tumors without taking your womb if there are none in your womb. So am I eligible to to, to, to put in for my situation? Janet, great question. <clears throat> are people, <clears throat> excuse me, are people who have not had a full-blown hysterectomy a part of this campaign, who have had the fibroids surgically removed, um, I, I believe it's called a myectomy, and the answer is yes. You are a part of this campaign as well. You need to give us a call. When we go off the air at 10 a.m., our phone lines open up again at My Philly Lawyer, and I have a team of people who will take your call and begin the process of evaluating your claim. Thank you, and I will be calling. Thank you, And thank Janet. you for taking care of this for us. Thank you. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to seeing you shortly. All right. Thank you. Have Be a good well. day, everybody. Yeah, that's, um, that, that's a very good question. Now, you know, when you look at mass torts, um, it's important to know that this is not a class action. It isn't like each person's claim is lumped together and then everybody gets the same amount of money um, from and it and it's a small amount. No, like any personal injury action, a mass tort, each client's claim is evaluated. Your damages are evaluated on an individual basis. We will obtain all of your medical records from your gynecologist, your family doctor, any oncologists you've seen. We will gather those records and we will evaluate the the claim on its own merits and your compensation will be based on the suffering and the injuries that you sustained. And so it's possible for someone who may have had a myectomy um, to get, you know, let's just, I'm going to throw a hypothetical number, let's say $50,000, but somebody who's had a full hysterectomy may get $100,000 and somebody who's got cancer and a hysterectomy and hasn't been able to have children and she's a young woman like yourself, maybe a million dollars. In other words, each claim is, is evaluated and will be valued differently than any other claim. It really depends on what damages you've incurred as an individual and what you've suffered. And the only way to begin that process is to give us a call, 215-227-2727. The first contact you make, you're going you're gonna to give some biographical information. We're going to send you some forms, and oftentimes that can be a DocuSign form right on your phone, your tablet, your computer. You sign those forms, and then we begin to gather the medical records and begin this evaluation process. And it takes time. Um, because it could be years ago or decades ago that you had the procedures done and we have to get these medical records from doctors and hospitals and that we have to then have our doctors and surgeons and oncologists evaluate those records. Um, and it's a process that takes time. So don't wait. Don't hesitate. Give us a call. We're going to take a two-minute break, give our sponsors a moment to have their way with you, and we'll be right back. I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call My Philly Lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, we will fight for you. Call 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. 
When we say winning matters most, we mean it. My Philly lawyer just helped secure an $80 million victory for a client suffering from a defective medical product. Whether it's a motor vehicle, workplace, or medical malpractice injury, My Philly lawyer gets results. If you've been injured and want aggressive, thoughtful, thorough representation, call My Philly lawyer first. Philly's legal champions. 215-227-2727. My Philly lawyer. When winning matters most. I grew up here, went to school here, raised my kids here. I know Philly, and Philly knows me. I started My Philly Lawyer because if you've been injured, your lawyer matters, and choosing someone local matters. It matters to the insurance company, it matters to the jury, and most importantly, your lawyer matters when it comes to getting results. If you've been injured, call us now, 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call My Philly Lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, we will fight for you. Call 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. legal answers here's more court radio with your host dean weitzman good morning and welcome back i'm your host dean weitzman and this is court radio the place you come every saturday morning for some legal education and entertainment today we're joined in the studio by a very brave woman who suffered dearly because of a product she used as a child. That product is a hair relaxer. She was using it every four to six weeks for more than a decade. And as a consequence of that, she is now suffering with fibroids that caused cancer that required a hysterectomy at the age of 41. And she was deprived of the ability to have children because of the use of that product. Her name is Lisa Terry. She's been in the studio this morning sharing her story. Um, Lisa, I want to thank you uh, really for the great job of helping to get the message out to people, to sharing your story. Uh, it's a very personal um, and private story and probably a year ago, not one you thought you'd ever share with no. the rest of Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Um, you know, you are now two and a half years since the surgery, two and a half years since the diagnosis of endometrial cancer. Um, how does it impact you today? <laughs> wow. Um, the, uh, every day. So, you know, being somebody of this age, it's not to say that women my age don't go through menopause, but I can tell you right now, I feel older than my age like they don't talk about like um the weight gain you know going from one weight and then 60 pounds later in three months what because right i i i didn't i couldn't get hormones or things to, to help ease the process so weight gain is a big symptom of full-blown menopause like i went from i, I literally gained 53 pounds and I'm like, I'm just now starting to get back into a rhythm. Like I had to completely change my diet. Things just change. And that was an even bigger blow to my self-confidence because not only am I carrying this extra weight, now without hormones, I'm forgetful, um, I'm, I'm, I'm moody. It's like I'm going through all this and I can't ease it in any way other than natural remedies, but it's, it's just something I have to go through. And it's not something I was expecting to go through until later on in my life. Will it ever end for you? Do you see a light at the end of this tunnel? I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. That's what, you know, This the work that I'm putting in now is I'm hopeful. 
I don't ever want to feel like this is the end or this is going to be my only story in life. I don't want to feel like that at all. I don't want them to feel like they've taken something and I will never bounce back. But I do want to tell them, like, you know what? You have affected millions of women. Because, like, when I was in that surgery office, that, that hospital, the amount of women that were looking like me, sitting in that chair, going through the same procedures that I was going through, is not a coincidence. But one thing I can tell you by looking at their hair, they probably at one point in time was relaxing their hair and probably relaxing a lot longer than I was. I got out early. My friend Ariel didn't. She continued to relax her hair, and she had the same exact diagnosis as me. Ediometrial cancer, had to get a hysterectomy. The difference is she kept it over it. I didn't. Let me ask you, has Ariel called the office? Now, Ariel is in Georgia. I don't know if the same rules applies, but I, I will definitely pass her number along. Yeah. We can take uh, claimants from anywhere in the country. Awesome. Um, and so, uh, yes, it, it's definitely, folks, if you know people anywhere mm-hmm. in the United States who have suffered with gynecological cancers or uh, required a hysterectomy or a myectomy because of fibroid tumors, they need to give us a call because this campaign is going to bring some justice, some form of justice for these women who were lured into a product that had horrible consequences and the companies that made a profit on them knew or should have known that these products were going to cause the damages they ended up causing. Part of the culpability is they didn't go far enough in researching the product to see what the damages could be, correct? We are still discovering that. And I hope, I mean, that's the best case scenario. Mm. Perhaps they knew Mm -hmm. and just didn't say anything. Because like the Pinto, it wasn't cost efficient. Exactly. And it was worth the collateral damage. That's right. That's terrible. That would be. That's evil. Yes. And that's where, in these cases, um, that's where punitive damages come into play. You know, it's one thing to be negligent, but it's another to know that there was a risk and refuse to share that risk for your own pecuniary or financial gain. I hate to say it this way and use this term, but you really are their retribution. <laughs> well, um, in some way, yeah. Because, listen, no one's... no. Lisa, when you called, how, wasn't it a great experience? I mean, it was a great experience when you called the office. Absolutely. Folks were there. They knew what to, what to ask. They listened. Can you tell folks what that was like when you called the office? It was simple. And, like, you know what? And I'm working customer service. Empathy is everything. It wasn't, I'm going to be, it was, the, the, the questions were very detailed. They, it was easy. I never felt like I had to go out my way. Um, they always made time around my schedule. That makes a big difference because I know we all got nine to fives or we all got to pay bills somehow. This pass, even though the process might be a little bit long, but it was easy. I never felt like I was ever sacrificing anything or outside my day. I appreciate that. That's a big plus for me. The people on the other end of the line, they understood. They asked the right questions. And I really felt like I, I really felt like I was being heard mm. for the first time. There you go. 215-227-2727, the number for my Philly lawyer um, all week long. And today, it's the number for court radio. And let's take another caller. We got Tracy on line one from Philly. Hi, Tracy. Welcome to court radio. Hi, Dean. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Thanks for calling. What's happening? Um, I was coming home from work this morning. Um listened to court radio for a long time, but then changed shift and hadn't listened to a while in a while. And then all of a sudden I, I listened today and I'm like, oh my God, this happened to me as well. I'm 63 years old and I, I had fibroids starting from the age of about 18 and went to the doctor because of the heavy bleeding and his reaction was like, I don't even know how you're walking. Mm. I'm like, what? He's like, you, you, he said, we did a um, ultrasound on you. He said, you have so many fibroids that we can't even count how many are there. Um, because they're, they're so squished together that we can't, we can't tell you how many they were. So 
I go in for a myomectomy. I come out of the myomectomy. He says, um, again, you had so many fibroids that we had to um, take your uterus apart and reconstruct it. At After eight, he reconstructed Tracy, it, at 18? I can no longer have kids. At 18? At, at this point, at this point, I'm 20 now. Wow. I, I don't even have words so, for that. Yeah. I, 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 you know, when I came out and he told me he reconstructed my uterus, you know, the first thing in my mind is, so I guess I can't have kids now. Mm, mm. He said, unfortunately, you can't. Is, are you, so, tell, Tracy, are you saying that today's show is the first time that you made the connection between use of hair relaxer and what happened to you so many years ago? Yes. And sitting here listening to Lisa, um, I, I literally pulled over into a parking lot, and I'm sitting here with my mouth open. I'm, mm. like, so shocked and so I couldn't believe it. But there's another side to this that you need to know. So, you know, I go on with life. Um, back in 2010, um, I started experiencing some pain, went to the doctor, and they said, um, we, we see a fibroid here and there. Um, we, um, you need to go get a, another ultrasound. So I go get an ultrasound. Come to find out, they find what they said is a tumor in my kidney. And they said, this is unusual because kidney cancer only have, mostly happens in men, not in women. I go to a urologist, a very well-known urologist in Fox Chase, and there's men sitting all over the waiting room. And I'm like, what am I doing here? Um, I, go, I go into my um, visit, and he's, he's, he says, yeah, we see the tumor um, in your kidney, but it's in an unusual place. He's like, usually, you know, kidney cancers is, is the, the tumors are located in a different area, but we definitely see it. So at that point, they don't know whether it's cancerous or not, but they said it definitely has to be removed. So he removes it, and then they do their testing for cancer, and it comes back positive for cancer. Now, I didn't get diagnosed with cancer um, with, you know, when they found the original fibroids when I was 20, but they did say, I was told that, you know, fibroids can return. Um, sometimes um, they show it shows up in other places. So That's... I just find it interesting that I had that. <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, whether that cancer is connected or not is a medical decision um, that exactly what I was saying earlier, we gather all of your medical records from all of your doctors and we have them analyzed by specialists around the country. Um, but regardless of whether the cancer is connected to your use of hair relaxer, clearly the fibroids leading to a reconstructed uterus at the, at the age of 20 is. And for that reason alone, you need to make the call after the show to the same number and begin the process of working with us to bring this company that produced that product to task for what they did to you. Yes, I, 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 I nothing can stop me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, then, Nothing can stop me. Tracy, I'm so happy you were listening to the show today. Um, I look forward to your call to my office and for us getting um, started with the investigation on your behalf. Thank you so much, and thank you so much for doing this. Tracy, be well, and I'll talk to you soon. Take care of yourself. There you All go, All right. Dean. Thank you. There you go. Eric, let's talk to Marsha on line three from Philly. Marsha, welcome to Court Radio. Oh, good morning. Good morning, morning to you. What's happening, dear? Um, I'm, um, I'm 57, and um, I was diagnosed with uh, fibroid tumors when I uh, found I was pregnant at age 30, 37 with my only uh, successful pregnancy and child. 
uh, around, like I said, 2004. Uh, fortunately for me, fortunately for me, um, cancer did not develop, but I did uh, go through endometriosis procedure to uh, try to get rid of the fibroids. Uh, they weren't, that wasn't successful. And then eventually, I believe around 2016, I ended up having a partial hysterectomy. Um, now, fortunate for me, I was able to get pregnant. I was, um, didn't have cancer. I go for regular checkups. I haven't had anything um, more happen. Uh, just during the pregnancy, I couldn't carry the term. Uh, and fortunately, the pregnant, uh, my son came about six weeks early and everything went well with that. He's uh, actually 19 now and we didn't have any, um, you know, problems. I did use hair relaxers from eight, still using them. <laughs> and the only reason I called is because I did not tie the hair relaxers of course. To, to the fibroids. So, well, you know, I'm not sure if I'll be helpful, uh, you know, to you guys, but, you know, here I am, another young lady, young woman, a woman who uh, suffered in, you know, with this uh, diagnosis and did not realize yeah. Uh, what was causing Marcia, you, you are unfortunately all too common. And the answer is, you know, uh, as I started the show, your case is your case. Your damages are your damages. And we will evaluate each and every case based upon the damages for the person that we're representing. Um, you had a partial hysterectomy. You're eligible to be a part of the campaign um, to pursue damages against these manufacturers. I, I urge you to give us a call at the close of the show and, um, and begin that process. And we will gather information, um, medical records pertaining to you, uh, have them evaluated, uh, and you will have your voice heard with all the other women who are representing. Okay, thank you. And I call the same number at the end of the show? Absolutely. Okay. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Marcia. Have a great Saturday, and we'll talk soon. No, I've said this okay, before, bye-bye. and I'll say it again. I've been a black man for 61 years. <laughs> I've seen a lot of things, and I'm saying to you all now within the sound of our voices, this will be the largest lawsuit campaign, as you call it, to ever impact the black community because <sighs> this is something that so many black women Share, yeah, there's a common denominator in this hair relaxes. I, I don't even know what the percentages are, but growing up, I've heard this all my life, nine-year-olds. This product was marketed to this young woman when she was nine years old. Just for on kids. On purpose. On purpose. This is huge. And ladies who are pulling over to the side of the road making this phone call, nothing is better than word of mouth. Share this with everyone in your circle. Yes. <clears throat> and uh, perhaps the next generation won't have to suffer perhaps when you walk into a hysterectomy clinic and they have these clinics it's all they do one after the other after the other perhaps it won't be filled with black women in the years to come you know what doesn't come out and lisa touched on it there's a psychological component of this the need to assimilate the need to fit in in corporate America, in America, that these young women, these women of every age went through, and that's the other burden you had to deal with. It was on your shoulders every day. Suffering in silence, trying to fit in to make a living. This is serious stuff. And uh, I can see it. I can feel it sitting next to Lisa. I can see it in her faces when the people called in listening to their stories. I could see it on her face. There are hundreds of thousands of faces the same way. You need to call this number, ladies. You do. As, let me just summarize where we are in the show, okay? There are products manufactured by major, major cosmetic companies, Clairol, Revlon, L'Oreal, that relax the hair. They were marketed to young African-American girls um, as a product that would enable them to straighten their hair for whatever reason they had. Um, they were encouraged to use this product. TCB, Band 2. You saw those big tubs sitting around the house, ladies, or, or in the salon. Come on now. 
Am I making this up, Lisa? No. Nope. I know what I'm talking about. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> they were big, too. They were huge. <laughs> and the product changes your hormonal system, changes the hormonal system of a child, opening them up to exposing them to a higher risk of cancer by a factor of two, mm. a double the risk of cancer later in life, a double the risk of fibroids causing the need for hysterectomies, and the products contained no warnings. The companies either did no research or failed to do, or did research and failed to report it, one or the other, and or were marketed in such, Lisa remembers this, they would say this is a no lie relaxation because you would have to mix it yourself. So they, did, they weren't culpable until you bought the product and then you mixed the two chemicals in the box. Now you've got the lie. Yes. They just, didn't they market it yes. that way? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Folks, we'll be right back. Um, we're talking to Lisa Terry. We're talking about hair relaxers and the consequences of using that product in two minutes. I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call My Philly Lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, we will fight for you. Call 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. When we say winning matters most, we mean it. My Philly Lawyer just helped secure an $80 million victory for a client suffering from a defective medical product. Whether it's a motor vehicle, workplace, or medical malpractice injury, My Philly Lawyer gets results. If you've been injured and want aggressive, thoughtful, thorough representation, call My Philly Lawyer first. Philly's legal champions, 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. I grew up here, went to school here, raised my kids here. I know Philly, and Philly knows me. I started My Philly Lawyer because if you've been injured, your lawyer matters, and choosing someone local matters. It matters to the insurance company, it matters to the jury, and most importantly, your lawyer matters when it comes to getting results. If you've been injured, call us now, 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. I'm Dean Weitzman. If you have a history of using chemical hair straighteners and have been diagnosed with uterine or endometrial cancer, call My Philly Lawyer now at 215-227-2727. Frequent use of chemical hair relaxers can double the risk of uterine and endometrial cancer. If you've been affected, we will fight for you. Call 215-227-2727. My Philly Lawyer, when winning matters most. Legal Answers. Here's more Court Radio with your host, Dean Weitzman. Welcome back. I'm Dean Weitzman, your host of Court Radio every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m., uh, where we have discussions with regard to legal issues that my folks face every day. If you've got legal issues, this is the place to hang out on Saturday mornings. You give us a call at 215-227-2727 and we'll do our very best to tackle your legal issues. Today we're talking to Lisa Terry, a new client who joined us in our campaign against major cosmetic companies who marketed hair relaxers to African-American children and those hair relaxers have caused horrible suffering, um, the worst of which is uh, various gynecological cancers like endometrial cancer or uterine cancer, um, all the way to, and not to minimize, but large fibroids that cause the need for hysterectomies or myectomies to have them removed. If that sounds like something that pertains to you, then you need to give us a call when we close the show. Um, and become a part of this campaign. Folks, we, we are taking this very seriously. We have to bring these companies 
um, to the bar of the court so that they can be held responsible for the damages they've caused. Let's talk to Betty on line one. Hi, Betty. Welcome to Court Radio. Hello. Hi, Betty. Welcome to Court Radio. Hi. How are you? I, I do listen. I don't listen every day because sometimes I'm, I'm very busy. I happen to be driving to my mom's Jersey and heard the two ladies, the last two ladies speak. And I was moved by it because I am now 49 years old, and I was a very avid uh, hair relaxer user through all of my 20s. And within the last eight years, I haven't used any relaxers. And at age 32 years old, I was diagnosed with fibroids. Uh, I had a lot of fibroids. I was never diagnosed with cancer, but I had a total hysterectomy as soon as I went to the doctor because I was bleeding very heavy for like the past year. Went there, they couldn't find anything. They just said I was just having heavy bleeding, uh, things of that nature. And then one day I just, I wouldn't stop bleeding. I ended up going into surgery. Now I had a total hysterectomy at age 31 years old, 31. Mm. Um, and um, I, unfortunately I do have two children. I do have two sons. I had them when I was in my, I was 19 when I had my first. My second, when I was 20, and at 31 years old, I had a total hysterectomy, and I was still using products until up until then, up until like eight years ago, I stopped using relaxers. And I just, I was moved by the last two ladies, uh, you know, uh, testimony. And I just had to call in. I appreciate that, Betty. And I want to invite you, when we close the show, to call back in, um, because then you'll be directed to the hotline at My Philly Lawyer. Um, because you certainly are eligible to be a part of this campaign as well. You you may have had children, but God knows that the bleeding, the uncertainty, the hysterectomy, these are damages that are incalculable, and you need to you need to be made whole to the best of our ability uh, with the companies that caused that to happen. Yes, um, I even have a picture. Uh, from when the doctor took the uterus out, it was the size of my fist, uh, like my ovary. Uh-huh. And he was like, yeah, you, you were completely, like, damaged. And I, I, they did do the biopsy of it. It was not cancerous, as, as if I can remember, but I don't have the reports that been so long ago, but I could get those reports. Well, it's not necessary, and it's a great I'm, – I'm happy that you mentioned that because we take the responsibility – and the cost of gathering all of the medical records for our clients. We're, oh, the only thing you need to do is sign some forms, HIPAA forms, so that you can release those records to us, and then we'll t- we will go about the business of gathering the records. Once you've been signed up, once you are our client, you sit back and go on with your life while we do the heavy lifting, gathering the records, discussing your claim with specialists around the country and um, bringing your claim before the court on your behalf. There's very little you have to do after we've gotten the information we need in order to gather those records. So please, I invite you to give us a call after the close of the show at 215-227-2727, and we will um, begin that investigation, Betty, on your behalf. Thank you. I appreciate this. This is a very moving, you know, segment that you guys are having because a lot, not a, women, a lot of women are connecting this with, with, with everything. And when I heard the last two ladies, I just had to call in. I never called in before, and I had to call in today. Thank you, um, and have a great day, and please um, uh, give us an opportunity to uh, assist you in this matter. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. Take care, Betty. Lisa, we're just about out of time. (laughs) I really want to thank you again for coming in, sharing your story. Um, It was moving, and and you can see that you're resonating with these women. How does it make you feel to have that um, affirmation that you're not alone and that this is going on with literally millions of women around the country who who had the same guilt on their shoulders that you experienced, thinking it was something that you, you had to bear the burden of i don't wish this on anybody and it's 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 heartbreaking to hear these stories like especially with that one caller being 18 but i feel positive 
that there's something being done, that there's, there's hopefully will lead to a change in how products are sold to people. And that's my biggest, my, that is my biggest hope is that, you know what, companies that, that purposely try to do harm should be held accountable. I, I couldn't have said it better. That's why I wake up every morning to make sure that people are safe from companies whose primary goal is their profit margin. Mm-hmm. Folks, we're out of time. Um, I want to thank everybody who called in with their own stories. Um, I encourage everyone who's listening um, to give us a call and begin this process with us. Um, I'm sure it's going to be meaningful for you in, in many ways. We'll see you next Saturday, same time, same place.